Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Everybody, we're recording. Woo woot. <laughs> we're back. We're back again for another hashtag real life episode. As always, Abby and Danielle here. And I was telling Danielle earlier, but Mercury retrograde this time around is kicking my butt. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's giving it to everyone. I feel like I've had multiple conversations this week of people being like, what is happening? I've had a couple of doozies myself. So it's 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 clear as day. Yeah. <laughs> So if anyone's traveling this Mercury retrograde, me, uh, if anyone has to do with technology or communication, also me, mm-hmm. you're just in for it. So I have a plane tomorrow. I'm very nervous. I hate flying, Ooh. going to Nashville. And so let's just hope it's just seamless going through the airport. I'll be safe and sound on the ground <laughs> in an hour and a half flight. I hate flying. I hate it so much. It's going to be quick. It's going to be easy. You got this. I got this. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited because I told Dee that I'm going to try that new Betches drinks, the, the stuff that they came out with. And he was like, oh my gosh. Oh, brother. Whatever. <laughs> well, you'll have to give us a raving review or just a review in general the next time we're on. The I will. I will. Can't wait. Yeah. Nashville. Anyone has any recs? I mean, I guess I'll be back by the time this comes out. <laughs> Never mind. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> Oh, guys, it's Mercury retrograde. I just blame everything on that. Anything you wanted to chitty chat about, Danielle? Um, I don't know. I mean, I always feel like by the time we get to third, I say this all the time, but literally I'm just like, what did I do? Um, yeah, I mean, I just have been like doing random things. I've been working. Yeah, just working. And, you know, it's just kind of not really doing a whole lot besides just working and just like scooting along I think I mean I'm this week I'm going to a bridal shower and that's pretty much it you know <laughs> so I'm traveling as well just not in the air <laughs> <laughs> on a drain so it's fine I was gonna say motor transportation Chicago the mm-hmm. L train mm-hmm. yes <laughs> it'll be good times <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there is a seamless transition from there. Maybe we'll ask our guests if they've done any fun traveling in the recent months. Uh, and that'll be our, <laughs> our commonality. But as I just said, we have an amazing special guest. Danielle and I love it when we have people who join us on this podcast. We have the lovely Rachel Onusco. And please tell me I pronounced your name right. <laughs> like okay so I've known Rachel for a little actually it's been probably close to two years now right yeah I think I've been probably a year and a half in Minnesota okay so year I've known Rachel for a year and a half and we actually previously worked together um we are both rad uh I'll say so myself rad dietitians but just like our past guest, Michelle, uh, we are anti-diet health at every size aligned, uh, eating disorder dietitians. And I had the lovely chance not only to be a coworker of Rachel's, but then for like a brief 
blip in time, uh, Rachel's supervisor, which was just a fun learning curve for everyone involved. <laughs> and you guys all know where that landed me. Uh, <laughs> um, Rachel is going to, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to just talk about their awesome, uh, journey into a cool rad human. They're also a cool, like Gen Z person. So can't wait to hear all about their story, but also just their, uh, journey as, uh, identifying as non-binary and using they, them pronouns. And I've really learned a lot, uh, kind of in my own interactions with Rachel, just about, you know, being like socially conscious and aware of numerous things. So I know it was kind of a roundabout intro, but Rachel, welcome. Welcome to hashtag real life. No, thanks for having me. Did I miss anything in the intro that I should have? Um, I don't think so. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good introduction. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Here and we're getting good at these, Danielle. <laughs> yes, yes. We're so happy um, to have you on. And it's good to meet you in, in the Zoom world as well. I mean, it's always good to like meet new faces and chat with new people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Rach, I mean, said that uh they had just moved to the Twin Cities what a year and a half ago. So I mean, that was a big shift because you're not from the Twin Cities. Are you originally from Ohio? Yeah, I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I grew up there. I went to college there. Then I lived in Ann Arbor for a year for my dietetic internship. Um, and then after that, I was just looking for a gig um, when COVID first hit. Um, so yeah, there. I was originally looking at a job in Columbus, but then they let me know there was an opening in St. Paul. So I just ended up moving there. So yeah, that's kind of what brought me here. Yeah, great. First job out of the internship as a dietitian moved across the country. And yeah, I mean, that takes a lot of guts. I know we've talked to a lot of people who have, you know, relocated, but what was that transition like for you? Like, had you ever visited Minnesota? Like, how was that whole thing? So honestly, like, this is funny, because this is kind of like our second interview together. It is. I interviewed Rach for, for the position. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I like accepted the job, I honestly did not know where Minnesota was on the map. Um, so I accepted the job and then I looked at it on the map later and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so up north. I had no idea. Um, so I'd heard there was a lot of snow, but I was definitely shocked by how cold it was and all those things. So it's definitely a transition. <laughs> well, and I've, I've heard, funny enough, I've heard like good things about Columbus and good things about Ohio, weirdly enough, because one of the companies I used to work for was like, one of their um, main headquarters was in Ohio. So they, you know, praised it a lot. So, I mean, I've heard good things about it. Is it great being in Ohio? Like, do you like Minnesota better? Like, what's your, what's your take after being here for only a little bit? Yeah. I think there's some like good pockets in Ohio. Um, I definitely like haven't really like found like a certain spot that I feel like this is my spot, but um, definitely I find pockets in Ohio that I like. And then in Minnesota, I've like found some people that I really love. So I think there's just these different pockets that we can fit like really wherever we go. Right. And I mean, now that COVID's kind of like dissipating a little bit it's probably going to be easier to like meet people and be around and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. yeah exactly 
Yeah, you you do like your whole vibe, I feel like just does fit with the Twin Cities. Like just I mean, we'll post obviously pictures when this podcast comes out, but like I mean, yeah, you have rad cool tattoos. Like you just have a unique style and like we just were lucky that when we worked together like we worked in an environment that was really just embracing like you can wear whatever you want to work and just really promote your own style. And like, it just was so, it's just so fun. I always love seeing your rad outfits when we work together. So I miss it. I remember, like the one rule was that um, like really dress code, you could wear whatever, but the one rule was like, just try not to look like you're going to the beach or the club. And I would still find ways to fit that category. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me see how I can bend that. Has, well, and maybe that's a good place to start too. Do you feel like that's always kind of been a part of your personality? Like I'm going to try and just like mold this, like whether it be a dress code, I don't know if you had to follow that in school or like, yeah, just kind of going by like the beat of your own drum. I know it's a really cliche thing to say, but has that always been your personality? I feel like that's really accurate. Like I feel like I just kind of wear like what feels right to me and then I kind of just show up in different environments and then I get feedback on kind of what I'm wearing. <laughs> so that was the internship definitely like I like because I grew up in the country so I kind of had this like country chic look where and it was also queer so it was like overalls with button-ups and like <laughs> Oxford and like it felt really like true to me um, but then like the environment I got different feedback so definitely that's been a, a thing but I still like feel comfortable like still being true to myself and feeling no like I feel good in this like I'm gonna keep doing this and sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't but yeah, yeah. well and that's good that you had like a work environment that actually like embraced kind of like Abby was saying like embraced kind of like not a very strict dress code because I mean that's definitely such a hard thing in so many work environments yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah I think we're really lucky like this like the space that we're in, that it is very affirming for like a lot of different people to be there for sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm just curious about the feedback. Like, I guess that, that also maybe plays into like the hierarchical, like, I don't, I don't even know. Is it, is it the patriarchy? Tell you tell me about like, what feedback do you get? Cause it's, and again, I don't even like describing people's clothing as like inappropriate or appropriate. Right. But like, what feedback would you get that? Like, why does it matter? yeah I feel like it's all the things like um I feel like there's like a lot of like classism as well so with the internship like the idea of wearing like denim or wearing overalls like if we're working in this like like uppity like hospital um that I was in like I think that was just something that there was an expectation for people to be like have this much wealth and like dress a certain way um due to like how they were educated or whatever um so I think when I like dressed in a way that felt like real to me and like kind of how I grew up and like what feels comfortable for me, um, that was perceived differently. And then also just being like one of the only queer interns, I definitely dressed differently than other people. Um, I remember there's a conference we went to and um, everyone was kind of wearing different outfits, but I wore like a button up shirt and pants. And when I was at the conference, everyone thought I worked there. So oh, people man. kept asking me like where the bathroom was. And Abby, you probably know that I probably, like I would just be like, oh yeah, like let me take you there. So that's what I would do. <laughs> and then people would realize I didn't work there. And then 
so that's been a whole journey but yeah definitely <laughs> just kind of dressing differently but Mm-hmm. Well, and you just reminded me. So yeah, Danielle, right? Like worked in retail. So like fashion and self-expression is really big to Danielle too. But the other thing mm-hmm. I forgot that you both share, you are both type nines. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, so yes, right. I'm just imagining Rachel. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll help you. Like you probably like spent half your day doing that because you're just the sweetest human. Oh, I would have totally done the same thing. I'd have been like, oh, it's over here. Like who else needs to go to the bathroom? Let's go together. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Maybe we should put a sign on this door so everyone knows the bathroom's over here. Yeah. Well, and I think I think you definitely like. Um, hit the nail in the head with the classism part of it because so many people I mean again like with me working in retail like that was a huge thing with um, you know people coming into the stores and what you were wearing and you know if we didn't have to wear actually like uh, you know a dress code kind of thing or or a dress code had to look like the customers that were coming in and just all these different things so it is really really interesting because it's definitely like a classism part as well and like how we psychologically see people with what they're wearing too and just kind of how we perceive them sometimes too like our own biases in our own way too as well yeah, for sure yeah Well, and you had mentioned too, just feeling like almost like othered, right? Where you're like, yeah, I was one of the only queer interns or dietetic students. And so, I mean, if it's okay, if you would love, like to share about that journey as well, like, you know, when would you say like, like, how did your journey just of like finding yourself? What was that like, whether it be growing up or was it later on in life? Cause yeah. How old are you again, Rach? (laughs) I'm 25. Yes, little Gen Z baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it was kind of later in life that I started to like really be able to like label myself more that made sense for me. But um, as I've like looked back now, like I can identify like certain like situations I've been in and like thoughts I've been in. I'm like, oh, that that makes sense that this is adding up to where it is now. Um, but yeah, I feel like the journey kind of started um let's see I feel like it was kind of in college um I really hadn't like dated anyone in high school or anything um but through college most of my friends were queer um and in my hometown I didn't have a lot of like friends that were um queer or anything or out about it um but yeah in college I had a lot of queer friends and at that time I still didn't realize that I was queer um But just through that experience, um, I think I kind of started to like question some some things for myself, Um, kind of like, oh, like, who do I find attractive? Um, Because I really hadn't thought of things a different way. Um, So I feel like it was kind of through college. And then really with like my gender and being non-binary, that really wasn't until I moved to Minnesota. Um, I remember when I first started working at my current job. Um, I was putting my pronouns in the email and I always use she, her, but I was like, oh, what would it be like to experiment with like she, they? So that was a really big moment for me just putting in my email. And then just over time, like hearing they just felt so good. Um, So just with that experience, I finally like, um, not finally, but 
um, I eventually started using they them exclusively and that's just like felt like really affirming for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it is because right we all deserve to you know be to use pronouns to use I mean anything that like affirms our true selves and our true identity and like I guess I didn't realize that you know that was your not initial but like starting to experiment with they them pronouns so it's so awesome that yeah putting in putting in your signature has been which is Mm -hmm. so helpful Mm -hmm. I I remember a specific because you had like again at our at our job that we shared like we would decorate our doors or like clients would decorate our doors and I clearly remember you having your pronouns with she they and then a client like just mm-hmm. took it to themselves to like erase the yeah. she and you're like ah I mean I'm still working this out yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. so yeah yeah it was very funny yeah because I think they like x'd out the she so it like looked really aggressive which oh, like, I did that too like no more she <laughs> which is true but, but yeah it was very funny that whole leading up to and I remember I still had like she, they on the door. And then I think they, them in my email. And then another coworker was like, oh, like you should like change your door. Um, like if that like feels good for you. So it was kind of nice to like have other people along the journey, kind of like being like supportive of what was going on, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of started in Minnesota too, just because like I didn't know anyone in Minnesota and in Ohio and Michigan, like I didn't always have like affirming spaces to explore that. Um, so coming to Minnesota was just really a fresh start. So um, it felt like really comfortable to like experiment with that, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's so great, like you bring up the fact of like in a work email and things of that nature, because I think like, um, again, like it's good that you guys were in a space where that was you know, celebrated and embraced in a, in a positive way, because I feel like there's a lot of situations where, you know, people will put their pronouns in and it's only like a few people, or maybe it's not a work culture thing, or, you know, they're, they're just not really sure what to do with that. And so I think it's also just really great that getting into those certain workspaces where that is embraced is really, really mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. And it can seem like such like a small thing to some people, but like for other people, it's like such a huge deal and they can like really just be a way for them to embrace themselves. So yeah, I think it's really great when we can make those little steps towards things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know you personally had recommended like different resources or things um, or authors or just accounts that I still to this day follow. Um, and like, especially on social media, I don't know if there were any significant I mean, it's kind of, is it cheesy to say role models, but like (laughs) any significant like resources or people that, you know, help facilitate, excuse me, like your journey? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'd say like my number one people would be just like my friends that I've grown up with, um, like through college, just like kind of beginning my journey of like finding my queerness with them um, and just kind of seeing like how they've grown with their queerness has been really great other co-workers that um, are non-binary as I was exploring that um, have been super, super supportive. Um, I think as I was trying to find kind of like where my gender identity is, I kind of felt like I didn't fit certain boxes so I couldn't label myself in a certain way, but they were super supportive of however I wanted to explore that. So I think that was really supportive. Um, 
also a lot of people on social media have been great. Um, I'm trying to think of the queer icon I'm thinking of. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> um, who is it? Can I Google my love? You can that? absolutely yeah. Google. Google. It's real life. We use Google all the time. <laughs> okay, I searched gay icons. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Oh, it's pulling up people that aren't gay, but they're like musicians that a lot of queer folks like. Let me guess. Yeah, Taylor like Swift. Right. Abba. 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 Just go. Yes. Um. Oh. Well, the person I'm thinking of is a Um. Yes. The yes. beyond the gender binary. Um. Yes. I really have enjoyed their, um, their resource and just, yeah, learning because right. Like as I mean, and I guess I won't speak for Danielle, but like for me, right. Identify as she, her, right. Like just know, like knowing that and being affirmed that my whole life, like Mm -hmm. being able to learn from other people that didn't have that experience or like exploring, like, wow, what would it have been like if I didn't feel affirmed in my like gender identity. Right. And like what that would what that would mean. And it wasn't honestly until, uh, working more in depth in mental health that I even learned that non-binary and using they, them pronouns was, was a thing. Like I, I just didn't know. Um, right. We are in this like colonialist, colonialistic colonialism. I don't know. This very binary way of thinking, right. That has come from European settlers. So it is really interesting. And I have pulled up here the um, that gender unicorn like handout or worksheet that you used because Rachel also did a really cool um, presentation for our all staff meeting. Uh, them and another uh, coworker uh, just kind of did some brief education on like how do we affirm clients right uh, regarding right their gender identity, gender expression, and even yeah like uh, sexual orientation right like those are all different things. Whereas in my brain, like usually think, or just growing up, we're taught like, okay, if you're male, that equals this, you're female, this, and there are so many nuances. Um, Mm -hmm. There wasn't a question in there, I guess, but I'm just talking. All the nuances. I agree. All the nuances. Yes. (laughs) I think it's important for people to continue to educate themselves um, and that it's not it's not a bad thing if they don't know. Um, and that unless you're in the mental health sector, I feel like a lot of people don't understand, or a lot of people are unaware, like kind of to the point of what Abby was saying, like not really knowing all the nuances and not really understanding. And so it's like, it's important and it's good to kind of like start to start to educate yourself around those things, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure to post this handout I'm referring to, um, about the gender unicorn. Cause it's, it, puts everything on a spectrum, right? There's not like a yes, no, like left, right. Like there is a spectrum of different things. Like your gender identity could be, I mean, maybe you identify as male, but your gender expression is more femme, but then your physical, who you're physically or emotionally attracted to. Like, it's just a really cool worksheet that I'm like, man, do I need to do more inner reflection on my own? Maybe. Um, and I really loved, yeah, I think if you were, were lucky working in mental health that we just are around and get to facilitate or be a part of conversations um, like that. And it's also important to know too that, I mean, just like with anything, like 
everyone is not a poster person to educate other people on these things either. So, yeah. I mean, just because someone's gender, gender identity is one way, doesn't mean that they're the person who's like, I'm going to teach you all about this, you know, like they're mm-hmm. not the person that's going to be the poster person for that either. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely wanted to make sure, right. Like, right. Asking Rachel, who I love dearly, like making sure I wasn't like, okay, you're going to educate the masses Mm -hmm. on all things about gender and, and yeah, just sharing your experience. And, um, obviously we have, we can, we have more questions to go through probably, but (laughs) just wanted to make sure that was known too. Cause yeah, it's yeah. No, you're not just free emotional or educational labor mm-hmm. for sure yeah and I feel good about like letting people in my life know that for sure because yeah you can really just like share your own experiences events like kind of just doing your own education on things and I have to do the same on other things as well so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah our friend Chelsea would say that you are functioning at a high level of your nine your Enneagram <laughs> nine there not allowing people to push over so <laughs> that's good still appreciate the shout out yeah, <laughs> I need to do more like learning on that because that is just so interesting. And yeah, not to be off topic, but Abby, you've done like a whole course on that, right? Mm-hmm. I did with our friend Chelsea. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did. It's fascinating, right? It's like again, it's, and I think it it goes to like I love learning learning more about my inner workings, right? And like why I do the things. I do why I respond the way I do to other people. Maybe if like, right, me and Danielle, if we have a communication glitch, like, oh, it makes sense. Like if, you know, or even in my own relationship, right. Uh, learning how and why people communicate. It's just really, really helpful. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. And it's just an interesting, like eye-opening experience too, because it's kind of like, oh man, okay. I was thinking this, but like, wow. All right. This totally tracks. This makes more sense and how mm-hmm. like you operate in the world kind of thing. So yeah, just kind of like what Abby was saying, like any sense of like looking more internally in that aspect of things is, is very interesting. Well, and going back to your story, Rach, I mean, I think it's, I, I can't remember the podcast I listened to. It was probably like with like Jonathan Van Ness or like someone, someone in the public sphere, but kind of talking about the, how silly it is that, you know, if someone is contemplating, you know, their own, uh, like queer journey, like, right. We talk about, Oh, you're like coming out to your parents or your family, whoever it's like, it's so strange to me that, that is the only place that we expect. Okay. I have to pronounce that this is my queer identity. Right. And like, I didn't have to go to my mom and be like, I like boys. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like, right. There's this just assume. So I want to know, like, you know, through your journey and I know I just keep saying that, but through your life experiences, did you feel like really supported or were there ever any, like, you know, difficulties with, you know, family, friends, uh, in, living your authentic self. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I definitely, I noticed I use that same terminology of like coming out, like when I previously was back at the beginning and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, but, um, yeah, I think I've definitely kind of gone through that, um, where it wasn't like something that I was like, really, like, I didn't have any role models growing up, um, of people that were like non-binary or queer or trans or anything like that. Um, so I really didn't know like what that looked like and that that was even like an 
option for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it wasn't till like later on, but um, yeah, it's, I definitely like now in my life do have people that are affirming and are like very supportive of this, but definitely growing up, um, it wasn't really something I even explored because I knew it wouldn't be supported. And like also even now, like I still like know people in my life that would not be supportive of it. So those are people that I'm not like open with just because I know like what the reaction would be, um, which sucks, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just kind of, I know what it is right now. Yeah. 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 Setting bound, right. We talk about boundaries, I think in every episode too, like mm -hmm. you're setting mm -hmm. like the boundaries you need around like who, what, when, where, like that you share about your personal information. It's not like I'm going around advertising. I have sex with men, like, right. Like, it's just like, who, like and I know that's not yeah. right. Like, I just, it's so yeah. Weird. It's a strange, it's, it's just, again, a thing that we like place on the world and like the way that everyone operates because we think we're supposed to operate that way kind of thing. So I don't know. It's strange. <laughs> yeah, it is strange. Mm -hmm. The world is wild. Mm -hmm. oh. So yeah, you've shared, right. Being in Minnesota, like finding your tribe. Um, I, actually don't know if I had a question coming out of that. Like, you know, what is, what has been a favorite memory since being in Minnesota? Hmm. Let's see. I think the first time I like walked across a lake in the winter, like when it's frozen, mm -hmm. I thought that was wild that y'all did that. Um, <laughs> so I remember like in the winter, like it was nighttime and I like put my foot on like the lake. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and like, tiptoed on it and then I was just like walking around but yeah that was like very surreal to do that um I think that's wild that y'all do that and do the ice fishing and all the things but um yeah that was a really great memory um and then like just like meeting like all my co-workers that um a lot of them have turned into really good friends I'm really thankful for all of those memories as well yeah <laughs> you're walking on water I mean like and then to see it in the summer when it's liquid is just crazy <laughs> I mean you're not wrong it's kind of intense yeah. if you think about it, it is, yeah <laughs> and the ice fishing experience is really wild too like just the fact that you're in the little ice I've like <laughs> A no like I've been like outside to go in but like I never like actually like, mm -hmm. did the full ice fishing experience but it seems really cool this is really yeah. intense <laughs> yeah yeah it Great. is it is weird to think like oh man I am stepping on ice or like when people drive cars mm -hmm. over it and they do like festivals on the ice on these lakes I mean yeah Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes right so I grew yeah. up on a lake, so we would go out on the lake like all the time when it was frozen and stuff. It's pretty wild. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty wild. <laughs> I felt like Ice Princess, like when she goes ice skating on the lake at her house. It yes. felt just like it really did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a joyous experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your favorite thing about having Abby as your boss? <laughs> um I just loved like all the little things Abby would say <laughs> like, had really great like catchphrases <laughs> that like never got old um one of the things to 
day we were like talking about like different cases and like in my head the whole time I was saying like these clients and Abby would say it <laughs> all. It was so true. Like you just like, you can't say anything else. Like the only thing you can say is just like these clients, like just yeah. little things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did say like, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always true. It was always true. Um, and then I also like appreciated this is like real life, but you were just like always so real from the beginning, which was like really great. Um, so you just like always had like your heart on your sleeve, just really open. Um, I just really love that with like clients and staff, true to yourself. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I miss, I do, right? Like working for myself, it, it's great and fun and I love it, but I miss, yeah, that camaraderie of like having people all the time, right? Or I could just like hop into Rachel's yeah. office and be like, oh my gosh, these clients, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh all the fun inside jokes or yeah like yeah. getting to interact with all of you I miss it <laughs> what kind of got you into the dietetics sector of things like what kind of led you into that journey yeah um let's see where did it all begin well <laughs> I love it. You, listeners cannot see but I've also ha- got to experience a year and a half of zoom meetings with Rachel too but every time like starts talking like looks up so sweetly like in the corner like oh. it's so adorable like how do I start oh, I this it. story <laughs> like where do, where do we where do we begin <laughs> yeah um I mean my go-to answer is like oh I loved cooking <laughs> um but in reality <laughs> I'm people relate to this but um yeah so I guess like when I was growing up I didn't have the best relationship with food so now I'm in like eating disorder recovery myself um so I really wanted to learn more about nutrition and kind of how I could help improve other people's relationship with food um so doing like learning nutrition in college we really didn't learn anything about eating disorders or anything like that we kind of learned like how to help people have bad relationships with food um so through that experience it made me like really like stronger in my beliefs um and really led me to do like my own research yeah Rach I think I I'm biased but I think the world needs more right eating disorder anti-diet dietitians because it is so great when we like affirm clients you know who have maybe gone to health professionals before who have been like oh just lose weight or just do this right like and yet when we're able to like sit with a client like sit with their like maybe food trauma or their other mental health stuff and how that like intersects with their eating it so it just feels like I had a client today who I met for the first time and yeah they just I feel like a a weight lifted off of them like okay this is a safe space because I just validated like yeah that feels really shitty like what you shared that someone said about your body when you were little or you know, whatever the instance may be. And so I just, I want more people out there like us. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you were saying that um, like in school, they didn't teach very much about eating disorders or anything like that. And like, that just kind of makes me think about a lot of things too, because of the way, obviously with like you being younger and just like going through school in a different 
different capacity. I just wonder like how it is, especially now with like the rise of social media and just like, just the way that people talk to each other so differently now, like, it's just interesting that that's, it's still not talked about, you know, <laughs> like in that way. So. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, I, yeah, I guess I wonder what's being taught now, but I'm sure it's still very similar to what's been taught. Um, just knowing that, yeah, I feel like the education just stays like very similar. It's like very outdated research that's being used. Um, very just like diet culture all around, not anti-racist, just mm-hmm. rooted in white supremacy, all the things. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I hope it changes eventually, but I don't really see the dietetics field changing that much, especially with it being required to have a master's now. Um, still not having paid internships it's just really limiting who's able to get into the field yeah Mm -hmm. yeah what was that sign in your office that uh something about eating the rich what did it say Uh, yeah (laughs) um it was a certificate and it said eating the rich is better than a plant-based diet (laughs) i don't know if you remember um oh i sure do (laughs) He was like, what? Like, and we tried to explain it. Like you were there too. Yeah. You were explaining it. it was. And she just was not having it. <laughs> yes. Our previous coworker, Emily also so funny and always like, I think she, and if she listens to this, I'll, I'll text her after this, but she was also our supervisor before I became a manager and just was always, I think purposely trying to challenge and see how we you know, reacted on our feet. Right. Like, cause she wanted to like help us grow in, in certain mm-hmm. capacities. And so was really challenging Rachel on, on this, uh, certificate and was really asking Rachel to try and explain. And I know I was getting frustrated. I was like, Emily, you know what it means. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but I want to know, how would you describe it? And it's, oh my gosh. I was just like, you know, right. Like how systemic, systemic yeah. issues are worse than, right than any individual food yeah Yeah. so it cracked it cracked me up but I just I will never forget that you're like I don't know how to answer this question anymore than I already have (laughs) yeah I think that was still like newer too so I was like what yeah (laughs) oh my god I love it so funny (laughs) love the memories Mm -hmm. oh what? I mean, I'm, yeah. So you also, I think had a unique, uh, experience too, because your very first job out of your internship and passing your boards was in like a very intensive, like an intensive residential eating disorder treatment like that. Mm -hmm. Most people, you know, I guess I can't say most people, some people do go straight into that, but that's like a really, for those of you who don't know, like it's so intense, right? Like you're not only dealing with like dietetics, like typical, dietitian stuff. Like you're also dealing with like intense mental health and, um, acutely sick and ill clients and things you never thought you would deal with as a dietitian. So what has been, you know, just an experience or like your favorite or maybe most challenging experience in that high level of care. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird because this was my first dietitian job, so I really don't know any other way. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to have a different dietitian job and be like, oh, it could be like this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so interested 
if that might be a thing eventually. Um, trying to think of best memories. I think, um, I think it's really great when clients can like see the humanity of the providers sometimes, like even when they like really hate like what you're doing, um, when they can like, like at some points, like some people can kind of see like the good intentions that you have, um, which like totally fine if people don't see that. But I think it's like really special when um, clients can see that eventually. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been really cool. Like when, like the first day someone comes in the office and is like, I already hate you. Um, but then like eventually they're able to like laugh at jokes with you. And even if you still have very different values on food, um, you can still like find like the humanity in each other, which I think is really cool. Um, so I think that's some good memories. And then let's see some of the not as great memories. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to share. <laughs> uh, I, I think you can assume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anytime I had to cry in my office, that would be uh, probably the more difficult time. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. What's What's the biggest thing that you've learned kind of about yourself since you've been working mm-hmm. there or just working in this arena and capacity? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I feel like I've gotten like, I guess I didn't realize like the potential that I had for myself. Like, I feel like, um, I'm definitely like an empath. So I definitely feel the emotions of people, but I feel like through my job, I've learned like how to better manage that, um, which I didn't think was like a possibility for me. So, um, I think that was really great to learn. Like the only way to like really be able to like continue working in this field is if I'm able to like manage my emotions in that way. And it's still totally okay to feel those things, but being able to have like different outlets for that, um, being able to take care of myself. So just like that journey for myself, um, growing through that has been really great. Yeah. I've seen so much growth in you too, just even from afar now, but also when I was there. So yeah, exactly. yeah I'm also proud of you and where you come and where you'll go. The places, <laughs> All the places you'll, go. you'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we haven't we haven't brought out like a quote in a while. I mean, that's the name of a book, whatever. But you get it. <laughs> book rack. Yeah, book, book rack. <laughs> How many of us received that book at high school or college graduation? Oh mm-hmm. It's such a great book, though. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah. Eli, you know, for as problematic as Dr. Seuss might have been, right? Uh, very helpful in the language development of children and Eli memorize those books, right? Like, cause they were, you know, the rhyme very helpful with that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can hold both truths. <laughs> right. Both. And I swear I say that every day with clients, <laughs> like both can be true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Oh, I'm hearing myself echo back. It sounds really strange. Sorry. This is really real life. Oh my God. Um, Rach, is there anything else that like we have like completely like any blind spots we've missed just in your life, in your journey? What's next? I don't know. See, I don't really know what's next exactly. Um, I have some like, 
little passions that I want to explore eventually, but I don't really know when that'll be. Um, but I want to get more into some gardening. Um, nice. Eventually, How did I forget? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, one of the cooks at work, um, she gardens. So I went to her house recently. So we did some gardening. So she's teaching me along the way. So that's been great. Um, but yeah, I want to get more into gardening. I think eventually it'd be really great if I can um, combine that with eating disorder recovery and couple those together. I think that would be amazing because I know that was really beneficial for like my own recovery was just being outside um, and kind of just like bringing food back to the very basics. Um, so that'd be really great. Um, see what else? Eventually I want to be a post office person. I don't know what I'm going to do that, but I just love walking outside and giving people presents like and then you get paid for that that's so wild <laughs> that so is wild. that is that is so oh. I want to do that soon <laughs> don't tell me but that's and a government plan. job you get you get holidays <laughs> off mm-hmm. yeah they're really cute like yeah I think, I think that'd be great for me. So I think that's on the horizon, essentially. And like, I mean, a lot of times I kind of walk around, I wear, you know, listen to some music, like have some tunes. It's like- to real life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I always say hello to all of my male people, like show up, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I feel good about it. Yeah, that seems like a fun job. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Yeah, how did I forget that? Yes, you were like, the plant parent uh oh, like we're teaching yeah. me how to like you know simple things that I wouldn't kill like you know what to put on my uh windowsill and your office always had just like beautiful greenery and anytime I see like greenery or succulents or anything I always think of you oh, that's I, forget. I think I've uh, gotten better with plants lately which is surprising because yeah but the interns have been great they have all had a lot of knowledge on plants. So they, not that I only have the interns water the plants now, obviously, <laughs> but it is a perk. <laughs> Take care of my office, you interns. <laughs> I'll let you see a couple clients. <laughs> well, and for people who don't know you, like, yeah, what do you like to do for self-care fun? Like when you aren't working your high intensity job, what do you like to do in your free time? Yeah. Well, I love my little walks outside. It's probably my favorite part of the day. Um, I started playing the harp. Um, very slow to practice it, very slow. Um, <laughs> but I'm still strumming along. So um, that's been fun. Um, definitely reading romance novels is just my favorite thing to do ever. So definitely been doing that. Um, yeah, I'm just hanging out with friends, you know? Yeah, these are my things. You also are, uh, you listen to some cool music and go like right when COVID it wasn't intervening, like you would go to concerts and stuff, oh, festivals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like going to live music. That's really fun, making playlists. Yeah. Gotta love the music moment, you know? The music yes. is the, 
music is soul. <laughs> yes. And Rach thankfully had a, a leftover, a leftover. Oh my gosh. An extra shirt one day when I like spilled my coffee all on my white shirt at, when I supported a breakfast. It was a, it was a mess. And that's how I know who Phoebe Bridgers is. <laughs> I always tell people that story that I was like, and then Abby Scott was wearing Phoebe Bridges shirt. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> and then she was on Saturday Night Live. All the worlds collide. That's wild. That's wild. That's yeah, that's all your words co- worlds colliding for sure. <laughs> love, we love this now. Ah, oh, well, anything else you want to share with listeners, any takeaways? We'll, we'll ask you about obviously the Instagram versus reality and anything you want to plug, but any last minute thoughts or your favorite quote? I don't know. <laughs> These clients. <laughs> These clients. I have these clients. That's what the name of the episode should be. These clients. These clients. <laughs> These clients. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad that I'm still remembered <laughs> at the house. Oh, for sure. Yes. I was going to say, today was Thursday, so it was case management day. Such a long meeting day. Yeah, it's even longer now. People just keep talking. <laughs> Five minutes and you're up. That's what we yeah, tell them. Well, do you have an idea for an Instagram versus reality? And it doesn't even have to go with any topics that we shared, whatever. This is your time to share. The only thing I was really thinking of was, and if you have other ideas, let me know. Um, But I feel like Taco Bell is very underrated. And I thought we could maybe talk about some different items that we like. Yes. (laughs) I love fast food coming to play. yeah it is underrated like people always like sleep on taco bell i like it as long as you ask for extra meat because they do kind of skimp on the meat sometimes so i have to ask Mm, for extra mm. i mean we used to have taco bell time in ames like we used to go to taco bell like all the time on like sundays so it was like tb time you know that was always good um (laughs) like i'm a good i'm a crunch wrap supreme fan Mm. they're so good I've made those at home before. Oh, they're just so good. (laughs) Yes. I think that's what I eat too, right? Is that the one that has like the hard shell, the hard shell, then the soft shell over it? No, it's like a circle. It's like a, it looks like a quesadilla basically, but it's like, but then it has a, yeah, it has like yeah, a that is the one over it. And it's like, I thought you were almost thinking about the gordita because that's really good. I too. do like the gordita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, what's your pick? I have like 10 things, but my number one is usually I like to get the nachos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nacho really just, grande? Yes. yes. And then you can just add a bunch of different stuff to it. Mm. Um, and it's good if you like don't expect it to taste like nachos because it yeah. really doesn't. It's it doesn't. so it really does it. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, so if you don't. It's changed, that, over, it's changed yeah. over the years too. Like it used to be like bomb. There was a lot of little tomatoes on it, and now they only put like five tomatoes on there. But don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is very good if you customize it and just put all the things on it. 
So I really like that. Um, cheesy bean and rice burrito, mm. bean burrito. Um, I'm trying to think what's out right now. It's like a steak, ranch, like nacho fry wrap. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, but I'm always a big fan of, they have a box that's like $5 and mm. it's always like the newest item. I really like to do that. Big recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do we think Taco Bell is underrated? Like what is about Taco Bell that, you know, people, it's like, this is like a reverse Instagram versus reality. So I actually really love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see the classism for sure. Like yeah. people thinking like other places are better just because it's more expensive. Um, but I think Taco Bell really just like stands as like a great restaurant, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And they have really, really fast service. Like I never have like issues there. Like, cause you know, some places you go, you'll stand in line, you'll be there forever. Or they take a really, really long time to, I always feel like a Taco Bell is pretty quick. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. service wise. And you always think about the little like the chihuahua dog and like all the Yo quiero, all the Taco Bell. Yes, yes, exactly. Or Baja Blast. I mean, they just have that's some- what I was thinking. The drink mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. The, the fiesta the fiesta cheesy potatoes. Oh, those are good too. Oh, we'll have to say I prefer Taco John's potato lays. Ooh, potato lays, but man, potatoes. that's like a heart attack in a like oh, it's so good. Oh, <laughs> so much salt <laughs> with the nacho cheese it's mm. good it's good like don't get me wrong a potato ole all day but it's just intense <laughs> and it's so funny Rachel that you brought this up because literally someone on Facebook that I'm friends with just posted about Taco Bell and was like raving that they brought back the Mexican pizza oh okay all right that's good so, you know what's on it um the picture is it's, it looks to me like a quesadilla, to be honest, like beans and cheese or meat or whatever in the middle. And then on top of the like top tortilla is like the taco sauce, some cheese and tomato. Hmm. So basically like all of the Taco Bell items, but just deconstructed. (laughs) (laughs) It's if, if they were on like iron chef, be a deconstructed taco something yeah <laughs> like, deconstructed delights like the tacos something doesn't say yeah like something yeah we i mean we eat it we honestly do go get taco bell a lot d also worked at taco bell in college for a little bit <laughs> see you can't go wrong with taco oh. bell mm-hmm. i think and i don't know which item but i remember he was like he said when he worked there he would just like make his own stuff and like oh this should be something and he claims that something is something he invented <laughs> no way <laughs> I'll have to ask him but well, they also have those like okay this this we can't like go down all these rabbit holes but like I oh, love that but like don't they have those like cinnamon little like crispy little things the churros <laughs> no not the churros but they are like the churros but aren't they the little I don't know the little crisp whatever I'm on cool. their menu right now so let's look size and sweet <laughs> I haven't gotten it in a while, but I remember thinking that was oh, really good. Cinnabon Delights. Oh, Cinnamon Twist. The Cinnamon yeah. Twist, yes. That was 
Uh, I mean, I had a lot of Taco Bell also in Iowa City because that was definitely the drunk food of choice in Iowa City. <laughs> so yeah. lots of Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. Last question about Taco Bell. Are you a mild hot sauce, fire sauce, or Diablo sauce person? Um, I'm definitely going to go with hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Same. I'm a fire girl. Like mm -hmm. Let's go. The mild is like nothing. Like yeah, it's really not. <laughs> but see, they're oh. also also another reason why you got like Taco Bell is because they're really generous with their sauces. <laughs> so I mean, like that's they one really thing are. you gotta be excited about too. But yes, <laughs> and if you order online, you can get a free spork. And a straw. Sorry, I'm just on their website. Oh, when the spork came out, when the spork was invented, I remember that day. Anyway, sorry. That sounds, yeah. Oh my God. Real life Rainbow. at its finest right there. Real life at its finest. Uh, we love our food. Uh, Rachel, if you are open and maybe you don't want to be found, but if people want to follow you or check out your socials, uh, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, usually I'm in hiding, but if you do want to find me, um, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know the usernames on those. I think if you just Google Rachel Nesto, um, also on Instagram, I think it's rnesco15. Um, you might have to request and you might be denied. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a private profile? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at your profile, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. I think those are the big platforms I'm on. So yeah, you can find me there or at Taco Bell. Right. Or at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. The best. Well, this conversation went all over the place, but it, it's great. And I know our listeners are going to love it and all the things. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It was really yeah. fun. This was fun. It was a catch up. Uh, it was great. And yeah, it's so funny because I'm sure I've talked to Rachel about Danielle when we were starting this podcast or just talking about, oh, my, my best friend, Danielle, uh, or... <laughs> I know I've talked to Danielle about you. So it's so fun when the, the worlds collide. Maybe that's the, the episode title. <laughs> the worlds collide. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, funny. I, I did the peace sign again. Oh, my God. I know. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. It's Bye. been wild. It's been wild. Uh, it's been wild. <laughs> Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.